0: This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Caroline's Coffee, hand-roasted in the gold country of California.
1: Hey, hurlers. Fletch here. And I just want to remind and ask you once again to consider partnering with us to produce this podcast. You know, it's not much. You can become our partner for a dollar a month. That's like tossing us a shiny quarter for every episode that we produce. And of course, we'd love for you to sponsor us for more than that. But would you consider just heading over to patreon.com slash IRL to just consider this? Uh, our initial goal is $300 a month, and that could be one or two really big patrons. We'd love that. Or it could be 300 small patrons all chipping in a dollar a month. But here's the point. Every amount counts. And we'd love your help to continue to produce great shows. We'd love your help to hire assistants and buy new equipment, and we just need financial backing if we're going to keep this podcast growing. Um, Help us invite other homeschoolers to live fearlessly, freely, and recklessly. Um, You can find us on patreon.com. Go over there, join with the others that are already sponsoring us, and invest in homeschooling in real life. Thanks so much. This is Homeschooling in Real Life.
0: Welcome
2: to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention veteran homeschooling parents, Andy and Kendra Fletcher, use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life.
1: Hey, this is Fletch. And hey, this is Kendra. We want to welcome you to episode 96 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, Extracurricular Overkill.
0: Oh, Fletch, this comes straight from someone who is in extracurricular overkill. Yeah,
1: we have guests in the studio with us. They're here right now and they're on microphone, but we've told them, we've told them they can't talk, they can't make any sounds, (laughs) and they're like deathly afraid of giggling. I know, I know. We've done this once before. We had Angela from uh, uh, New Zealand in the studio. That's right, and she couldn't stop laughing. She couldn't stop. We had to stop the entire show over (laughs) and over again. So, hey, Fluff Time, what's going on around the Fletcher house?
0: It is the Saturday between Good Friday and Easter Sunday as we're recording.
1: Yeah, we call that Holy Saturday. We do? On the church calendar. We?
0: Well, oh, people that calendar. follow the
1: church calendar. Okay. And I'm not saying I'm one of them, but there's Palm Sunday. There's Ash Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That was a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah, that was... I'd, I don't really know the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I actually don't know the calendar. So you were but raised
0: in an Episcopal church, yeah, but you don't Ma- have any... What were you doing Ma- all those Sundays sitting there? Well, you there?
1: know what I did? I, they gave out an order of service, and I would write... This is what I would do. I would write in pencil cuz they always gave mini like mini golf pencils right. in the church, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. So I would write out the whole church service like IKEA like, pencils. Yes, like IKEA pencils <laughs> or like Monopoly pencils. Those small <laughs> pencils gotcha. without an eraser. Yeah. And I would write like the whole church service time, like everything, like, okay, communion should take half this guy's fast. It should be done in about 10 minutes. (laughs) And so you get like everything done. And all I wanted to do was go out in the car and listen to Casey Kasem, do the top uh, 100 songs. Okay.
0: See, now you're dating yourself because.
1: Oh, totally. I don't know how many
0: hurlers know who Casey Kasem was.
1: He is the voice of Shaggy on (laughs) Scooby Doo. That's who Casey Kasem is. And he was also a big um, top 20. So. Way off topic, but today would be Holy Saturday, because it's Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and then um, Happy Easter. Yeah. Unless you're with some of our old friends, and then they're very specific that you call it Resurrection Day. Correct. So, for those of you that think I am preaching to the god of estrus and spring (laughs) vernal procreation, I'm not. I'm just saying, Happy Easter, like the rest of the world. So, I'm not...
0: (laughs) Who, Who... recognizes that this is a christian holiday of christ's resurrection right
1: right yeah. okay yeah. Cool. so um all right so what else is going on that was a long intro <laughs>
0: was super long um i was not in fact raised episcopalian so no yeah
1: you were raised at a country club church where the whole was goal was to Bapt- get out of church tyrian baptiterian that's awesome <laughs> yeah
0: because you know it was
1: a mixture of parents baptist yeah. and presbyterian baptist, so they right. line the kids up on so, the side of the pool and they jump in and Whatever sprinkles out baptizes those exactly. on the side. Exactly,
0: that's exactly how we did it. No, that's, a that's not how we did it, but yeah. That's awesome. mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so we have Easter coming up
0: tomorrow. Yes, Anything,
1: tomorrow? and it's gorgeous in California. We are in the studio, and there's sun beaming in our studio.
0: Yeah, so we're actually going to take a little picnic. That's our plan tomorrow. Yeah, um, because we have some we have some interesting family dynamics. Nothing negative, but just some interesting things going on this year. <laughs> What? Well, because when you know, you say, know, it that way, I know it people hard. are like, oh, oh some interesting family. Nobody then. wanted the Fletchers they're, to come over for Easter. They're like no, really wasn't good at that, is what they are.
1: <laughs> 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 They're really good acquaintances. You have to are they friends?
0: Nobody's going to understand
1: that. Well, it's okay to leave it in. Hey, hurlers, we had some joking before the show about Kendra trying to describe people. <laughs> and she used the term really good acquaintances. I said they were
0: like really good acquaintances because I couldn't really call them like okay. friends. And What's what the a- delineation for you between
1: acquaintance and friends? Well, the Millers here, they go to church with us. They're fr- <laughs> <laughs> the Millers are friends. Okay. So anyhow, back to the, we don't have family Tricky family no, problems. No, it's
0: just, it just, this has been a weird, Easter is hard. I think our hurlers would agree. Easter can be hard all, because all you want spend, to be right. in your home church or you're involved in the service in some way, cause choir or whatever you're doing. And so then it can be hard to like go to family out of town or, sure, you know, you peeps, be there. and ditto people don't want to come this way or so, right. so we are just us tomorrow plus yes. a girlfriend and we're going to picnic.
1: One of our sons has a girlfriend.
0: Yep.
1: Did yeah. <laughs> we you assume it was my girlfriend? <laughs> well, people are going to wonder everything at this point because we All said right. we have a tricky family. I think that's no. what you said. No. All
0: right. Um,
1: hey, uh, we want to also announce we have some new uh, patrons over at patreon.com. So <laughs> thanks to them. Um, and
0: we sent a high five.
1: We did. We posted it on our Patreon page. Remember, you can go over there and support us. Um, the funny thing about this new patron? Yes. Not from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Not like everybody else that listens to us in Australia. Only
0: funny to people for whom this is not the very first episode they've ever heard.
1: So if you don't know what I'm (laughs) talking about, you'll have to go back and listen or binge listen like everyone does. Is that enough fluff time? Yes. All right, let's wrap it up. Happy Easter.
0: You know, Fletch, this episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to us by Caroline's Coffee.
1: Actually, this one is literally brought to us by Caroline's Coffee because it has been a crazy week, and I am ridiculously tired, and I just needed to have a little caffeine. <laughs> so I am drinking Caroline's Coffee right now. Are you ready to listen to what this one is?
0: Oh, good grief. What is this one?
1: Okay, listen, because there's one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six words. Are you okay, ready? Okay, go for it. Mexican Altura, Oaxaca Sierra, Juarez, Especial, wow! That is the bean I'm drinking. Muy bueno. This. You like that? Um, it's a beautiful Mexican bean. It comes from the south Caramba. of the. <laughs> wow, I like the uh, the flavor we're getting in the back. Oh, it comes from the south mucho. of the country, and let me tell you, the the roasters in southern Mexico are dealing with a leaf rust epidemic. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So Caroline's Coffee, um, the Fikes uh, buy their coffee through an exchange called Royal Coffee. And let me tell you, Royal Coffee is paying a premium for quality beans from that region. Um, And this Sierra Juarez Especial is the result of them paying that much. And they're doing that so that they can help support the farmers in that region combat this leaf rust epidemic. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's not just really good coffee, but it's uh, for a cause. And, you know, this one is, it's roasted light. I, that's how I like my coffee. There's some sweet chocolatey tones in it.
0: Okay, now you're speaking my language. Yeah,
1: but you, you know, it's not, you'll still taste coffee. But, you <laughs> know, and if you have a really defined palate like I do, you can, you can pick up some of the, the chocolates. It's also kind of a creamier... Roast. So uh, if I have not convinced you enough to mm. head on over to Caroline's Coffee, you need to. Caroline'sCoffee.com, what should they do when they get there?
0: Go ahead and put in our code, which is H-I-R-L, and you'll get 10% off.
1: Awesome. Go do it. You know, we love our sponsors, and we love that you support our sponsors. I bought a cheap watch from the
0: crazy man floating down. It doesn't use numbers moving hands. It always just says now.
1: Wow. So that is uh, Jimmy Buffett singing. Once again, I get to choose the music because I'm doing the editing. Yes. And uh, he talks about having a watch that uh, has no time. It only just says now. That's kind of perfect for extracurricular discussions, don't you think?
0: I think so, because uh, if you're running from thing to thing, you're pretty much only doing what you're doing right now. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Your your watch always just says now. So we are super excited to have some guests in the studio, one willingly, one kind of reluctantly. Um, (laughs) He was just here for dinner, and we said we're going to put a microphone in front of you. So uh, we have Allie and Nate Miller, and we're going to be talking about extracurricular overkill. And Allie, welcome to the studio. Thank you. Nate, welcome. Thank you. And how long have you guys been homeschooling?
2: We are on our seventh year, I think.
1: Seventh year. See, that's yes, a it's we're on our so memorable. Year. Yeah, that you right. Because <laughs> we remember. started out with
2: that whole like we're gonna take it one year at a time, and then oh, yeah. boom. seven awesome. years. Yeah, I'm gonna admit to that.
1: And how many kids? Three. Three kids. So you have uh, two daughters and a son, and their ages are
2: fourteen, twelve, and nine.
1: Okay, so listeners uh, out in homeschooling mm-hmm. in real life land, we just want you to know they are legit. They actually have <laughs> real life kids, and they do homeschool. This isn't theoretical for them.
0: Yeah. And I will say to first straight out of the gates with this letter that for a lot of years, we just didn't do anything. Um, I was having babies every other year. And so it was very hard for us to feel like, or for me to feel like I could really get people places. So aside from a piano lesson once a week or uh, all three boys being in the exact same sport, uh, which was club water polo at the time, they're just, we just couldn't do a lot of that. And so I asked, For Allie and Nate to join us in this discussion because she's been a way better mom (laughs) at doing things that, you know, her kids could be involved in outside of the home where I was more like, oh, I'm just going to hole up in my little cozy
2: chair and homeschool my kids. (laughs) Yes, but in your defense, I did not start homeschooling when I was having babies. So I didn't start until my little guy was three and I promptly put him in two-day-a-week preschool when we first started homeschooling because I did not know how in the world I was going to homeschool two girls and have him running around. So um, we did kind of hit the ground full of extracurriculars because I kind of had created that space. Now, he quickly declared that he was not going to be left out and quit preschool. But <laughs> my plan was, you know, a little space. So
1: <coughs> so why did we invite Allie for this, Kendra?
2: Well,
0: Allie and I have had a couple conversations recently also about um, stopping the the madness, I guess, right? right. Is that what you'd call yes. it? And saying, what, what is it that our family needs here and how can I do this differently?
2: Right. So, well, ours came last summer because I listened to a podcast on Focus on the Family where they had um, Joanne Craft, I believe is her name, and she wrote a book that was called Just Too Busy, Taking Your Family on a Radical Sabbatical. And I thought that was an interesting teaser, came home, Bought the book on audio because I wanted Nate to listen to it too. <laughs> Can I
1: make a point there that you had to listen to it on audio because you were so busy? Yes. You know, if you're too busy that you can't pick up a book, Nate, you're too busy. No, maybe he's like she's, me. I've been self-professed. I don't read. I, I don't read unless it's for like pleasure reading, and but she's very good at reading things to me. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So, to cut out the <laughs> like, middleman, I just bought the audiobook. Yeah, book. That's that's awesome. perfect. So, yeah, I would I would actually ambush him. Like, he'd be in bed to go to bed, and I'd put on this podcast or this audiobook, and we'd listen to it. And wow. so, yeah. And we decided anything that. Anything that's
1: going to put me to sleep, it's an audiobook. <laughs> I, I was awake the whole time. Okay. You absolutely. may
2: have pretended to listen to it, but it was super <laughs> inspiring for me.
1: So, good book. Very good book. Yeah. And you were going crazy. I think at the time. Like, what is it? What is crazy to you? Like, what's a crazy schedule?
2: Um, okay, so daughter one in competitive gymnastics, traveling most weekends, and then going to a gym that owned two locations, one of them not in the town that we live in, and declaring to you which days you went to which facility, because you couldn't just go to the one in the town you live in. Oh. So traveling, carpooling for that, and then in the midst of the carpool, one of your carpool people buys a car that's too small to fit the carpool. And um, <laughs> I love them still. But... And then um yeah They're Jack really was really good
1: acquaintances. Yeah,
2: really good acquaintances. Yes, acquaintances. Jack was playing baseball for the first time. Claire was on the swim team and in choir. And also not in the town that we live in. And doing piano. And playing piano. Yeah. And so that was and then we have tax season in our family.
1: Because Nate is in fact an accountant. Correct. So this is crazy.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: And so this letter that she just wrote one hour into town, Now, that's one child going to ballet, but there's probably plenty of listeners who are doing similar things. Homeschoolers are notorious for this, right?
0: Yeah, I think in general, because there's so many good things out there that you want to avail yourself to, or you want to get your kids involved in, you know, social activities or or whatever is out there. And so it's hard to choose sometimes.
1: And can I just ask a question? There are some things, there's nothing in this that's bad. I mean, You do want to keep your kids physically, their bodies moving, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's nice to do physical exercise. So that's not a, we're not saying this is a negative thing. No, we're checking off the PE box. Exactly. Which really, I want to ask this question. We're doing this sometimes because we don't want to feel guilty. You Mm -hmm. know, the public school does a really good job at PE yes or no, you know, people have their own opinions, but they do have something called PE or they do have some sort of craft project. And Kendra hates doing crafts. (laughs) I mean, she's like, we don't have Play-Doh or paint in our house if we don't have to.
0: That's for Sunday school. Yeah.
1: So, Mm -hmm. so you have these things and you go, I, we do need to do this. Um, What about this idea that, that we, we have to do it because someone else is doing it. That's a
2: common theme.
0: Well, yeah. And Allie, did you feel that kind of pressure?
2: I think the hardest, the pressure for me was when I would take Kate to gymnastics and the coach would walk out to my car and say, we would love to have her on team. She would be really great on team. And, you know, it's one of those things that it's like a window and she's perfect for it right now. But if she grows (laughs) any more, she's going to miss that window. And then she's not ever going to be able to do that. And she's, you know, it was just week after week after week. And I'd come home and Nate would be like, don't cave, don't cave. We're totally (laughs) not doing this. And then finally, it was just that like she wanted to do it so badly Mm. and and really is gifted at it and built for it. And so we just kind of went, okay, we're gonna give you this shot at doing this. But it was kind of just that, oh man, if I am I gonna be the jerk that made you miss your window. Yeah.
1: Okay. So we have the guilt from coaches. And I'm sure Nate, you'd attest to this too, you know, in um whether it's little league or football, oh, we really need your kid out there. We really need your kid out there. And sometimes, you know, in, in our family it's been the discussion of we don't do sports on Sunday. I'm sorry, we just, we don't. It's like our one family day. So for years we had that mm-hmm. as something. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners would say, you know, we don't do sports on Sunday. Um, and the other one is the kid guilt. You know, we have a kid that's, God, he's hung over our heads ever since he's yeah. little. Like, <laughs> you never let me play baseball. And now I look at him and go, really? Did it change your life that much? Yeah. And he says yeah. it does. He's was like, he going to be a professional baseball player? He was never going to be a professional yeah. baseball player, but he still thinks he missed out on that opportunity to shine Yeah.
0: And in retrospect, you know, um, I probably should have let him do a little bit more of that, but there are some things to consider. And one, like you said, you guys have tax season in your family. That's no small thing that changes your entire semester. Yes.
2: That takes the semester and throws it on its ear. And I actually refer to baseball as the nail in my coffin jokingly, (laughs) but (laughs) sometimes not so. And, um, yeah. And we held off on baseball for a long time because of the season that it's in. And last year when I let him play baseball, I let him play on this little league that was at one of the local elementary schools. And I had two girlfriends who had kids on the team and they had my back for carpool help. But I don't like the feeling of looking at my schedule for the week and knowing that I cannot physically get my kids where they need to go. I, I love that I have a community that helps me out and I love helping people out. But when I can't do it, I feel like that's that kind of hits my too much button.
1: So let's uh, stop here for just a second. We need to take a quick little break, and we're going to be right back and continue this discussion. Hey, Hurlers, this is John Wilkerson, host of The Wired Homeschool, another podcast you can find at thewiredhomeschool.com. Since 2010, I've been providing tech, tools, and tips for homeschooling the internet generation. If you're looking for the right tablet for your tweens, an online resource for drilling math facts, or need to know if Yik Yak is safe for your teens, stop on by and have a listen. Each week, I cover STEM-related topics, discuss social media trends, or interview great guests that will equip your homeschool in the ever-changing digital landscape. Visit thewiredhomeschool.com and stick me in your ears, and together, we can get your homeschool wired. All right, and we're back, and we are talking about extracurricular overkill. We're ask, actually answering an email a mom who is asking questions about a daughter and ballet and a lot of here and there and travel and how do we put it all together, and they're asking our advice. So we did what we do best. We bring other people into the studio <laughs> and ask them. Right. So um, this question of how much is too much and how little is too little. Kendra, what do you think?
0: Well, I think that this there is no blanket answer for this, and there's no formula to figuring it out other than just saying, I really need to be hearing um, that God is giving us a, a green light on this. I need to be paying attention. If there's anything that, that makes me think, you know what, this isn't our time, this isn't our season, or this has this is having some sort of an adverse effect on, on the child, on our marriage, on our family as a whole. I mean, really, that's... That's not a great concrete like oh here here's the list you know if this matches your your circumstances then you're doing it right but this is a an, an area of life where you really need to be in tune to what the Holy Spirit is asking of you and your parenting and your child so that actually brings me Allie, to asking you how how did, have you decided, like, w- when you had that season where everybody was, you know, gymnastics and piano and all of this stuff, what was the thing that made you say, we've got to change what we're doing
2: here? This is too much. I think when I was trying to plan family dinner and I couldn't find a night where we could all have dinner together. Mm. And I felt like, and, and I'd always kind of justified it because we were home in the daytime, mm-hmm. homeschooling. And so I would tell people, well, our quiet time is in the daytime when we're home doing school. And then the afternoons are crazy, but it's okay because we've been home in the morning. But then that started to shift because there's all kinds of people who cater to homeschoolers. And so like, well, we'd like to have your class at eleven AM right. and come to our art workshop and you know, this, that, and the other. And so it started building to where even the days weren't calm and then the afternoons weren't. And that was when I kind of looked at the dinner thing and said, I don't like this. And I was doing I was doing the whole, no joke, Latin in the car, audio books, listening to memory work, all of that, which worked great for my girls and was a nightmare for my son. Mm. And so I know the listener asked about retention and you as a mom you know what your child is retaining and different children are going to learn differently and so that car schooling environment was fine for my girls but wasn't a win for my son. Mm-hmm. And so that tempered it a little bit. And then we finally just said what would we listen to that book and said what would it look like if we just pulled back and didn't do all of this and that family did it for a year. I didn't have a year in me. I'm type A, too. I like to go. I Mm -hmm. like to travel. I like to do things. But it just, it was time to say, let's stop all of this and then reevaluate what of it we Mm -hmm. want to allow back in.
1: All right. So I have a question here that one of you brought up earlier. Not a question, but it's this idea of uh, considering um, not only the whole family. I want to start first with dad, and then let's go down the rest of the family. But we have a lot of listeners that are military. And so you have seasons when dad is gone. For six months at the time, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. however long they're deployed or busy, um, you have dads like Nate, who are an accountant or maybe a father who's a pastor or something where where life doesn't isn't just eight to five and punch a clock and I'm home and I'm here like and I can be your support for the next eight hours. so mm-hmm. you have this idea of really thinking through the year and it makes me wonder about the idea of seasons mm. so any thoughts on seasons? Like, are there times when you can go, hey, you know what, type A, we can go full bore. We can, you know, these families that do um, fuffa, FFA, FFA, you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, or 4H, ha, 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 ha. Um <laughs> you know, when they do, when they do that, like they go all out yeah. for, for the season of raising the pig mm-hmm. and then um slaughtering the pig and then it's over and then they're. Then they're back to summer, or um, you know, we can do this during the summer. We can do swim team or water polo because it's June to nothing is June to August anymore. I get that. I mean, there's everybody's year-round swim yeah, start in April, at least in California. Mm-hmm. And That might be a California thing, but how about this idea of seasons? That's something appropriate.
0: Well, I'll tell you, my brother was a competitive tennis player um, all through my childhood, and uh, a lot of my childhood was traveling all over Northern California for tennis tournaments for him. And I badly wanted to do a uh, performance in performances. So I had been this ballerina, this dancer musician, and I wanted to audition for our local dinner theater and do all of that. And my parents said, right now we're all about the tennis. You know, he, I got to do ballet. I got to do piano lessons. I got to do those things. But in terms of like having a theater, that demanded I be there performing from Wednesday to Sunday, you know, six shows a week, that couldn't jive with a tennis schedule that was traveling all over the northern part of the state. And so my parents said, because there were four years between John and me, when John graduated and went on to college, that was my season then to jump in and start auditioning and doing things at that theater and, you know, doing some more doing commercials and things like that um, during my high school years. And I think sometimes our mom guilt or our parent guilt makes us feel like, oh, we can't do that to a kid. We can't, you know, but there are seasons. And sometimes once we can get a kid to that time that works better for the whole family or works better for them, or they've gained some maturity or the timing is just better or just right, it's going to fall into place and make sense for a family.
2: I think when you were talking about seasons, I was hearing it in the calendar year just because that's the way we function with tax season. And so I will tend to be okay with being busier when Nate's in tax season because he's not gonna be home for dinner. So whenever the kids and I are together, that's family dinner at that season of the year. And I will absorb more of the busyness and be okay with that. But that also brings me into summer really longing to not be on an on ramp to everything. And so and that was the season that I was in when I kind of declared the the timeout for us. Before was coming through tax season and going, how am I going to detox from this and reconnect and get everything slowed down a little bit so we can have kind of a family life?
1: Now, another thing here is on the same topic in a, of of you know telling some kids, hey, this isn't your time right now, like mm-hmm. you and your brother, John, or you saying, hey, this isn't a time for dad kind of joining with your kids. So in our family, I love to play water polo. I love to swim. So I want to swim with our kids. But I was thinking specifically about Allie. And the idea of, hey, your, your girls are going to be involved in youth. Well, guess who became a youth group leader this year <laughs> uh, and kind of roped into it. I mean, we can joke and that's why we're laughing about it. But one of the things about it is you go to youth on Tuesday night with your daughters because I do. they go. And with our daughters, thank the Lord, God Almighty. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: anyway. Kendra said, "Amen." You go, Allie.
1: <laughs> As did Nate and Fletch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, there's that other idea of like joining in. Like, hey, if you're if you're going to go to youth group, then that would be a great night to have community group night. Or if you're going to be involved in uh, whatever it is, if you're going to go to the club and work out, mm-hmm. we'll work out with you. Mm-hmm. We'll make it a family thing. All right. So one more question, you guys mind if I get a little bit? Um, mean on this one
0: mean go for well, it not mean but Dig oops, in.
1: a little real i think that uh there's this possibility and i think some of our listeners if if you want to cringe get ready um because this is where we're going to talk about hope shifting where as a mom or dad you can get a little prideful mm. and say oh mm-hmm. my daughter she's going to become the star gymnast um he's going to become the you know the the mm-hmm. top scorer on the water polo team i mean or whatever, or the voice. You know, right. our daughter is going to be doing the voice and whatever. Um, what about mom pride?
0: Yeah, or even let's just talk about identity issues because sometimes I think we can, you know, we can get all wrapped up in that too and say, "Oh well, if my daughter g- gets invited to the ballet thing with our city ballet and and um, that reflects beautifully on me too," and we may not admit that or even recognize it, but. Um, if I don't allow her to do that, then I've lost this opportunity that would be so amazing for our, for all of us. Same with homeschoolers
1: <laughs> and the spelling bee. Right. You know, oh, right. look at how well I did or, right. or academics or it doesn't have to be extracurricular sports. It can be anything where yeah. suddenly you're like oh, this is going to reflect on
0: us. Right. Mm-hmm. It could be mm-hmm. a scholarship to, uh, you know, college. It could be, it could just be so many things.
1: All right. So do you think we hammered this question into the ground?
0: I hope so. Is there anything else, Allie, you're thinking of that you want to...
2: I think one revelation that we had after stopping everything was that our daughter, who loves gymnastics, we told her, you know, well, her knees hurt. Nothing serious. Nothing that needed surgery or anything. She had sore knees all the time as a 13-year-old. And that wasn't okay with me as a mom. Just I thought, we don't need to be breaking down bodies at this point. And she totally could have kept going. But when we pulled out of that, we kind of said, okay, you know what? Let's take a look at what else is available for you to do. And so in the last year, she's tried water polo. And then she wanted to dive, but there wasn't a coach available. So she's doing a swim team right now. And um, she was better at gymnastics than she is at any of those things. But what she's learning right now is some good lessons about absorbing disappointment. And persevering when something isn't your favorite or when you're not the star at it. And so I have no complaints about um choosing to do it a little bit differently, but it was really, really hard for her at the time.
1: Wow. A plus for Allie, just taking a parenting moment there. Your daughter gets to learn disappointment stuff. I'm like I'd be like, Tough it up, sweetheart. Sorry. You're not a great gymnast or <laughs> you're not a great swimmer. Wow, good stuff there. That's great for our listeners. I think they'll get a lot out of this one.
0: Well, thanks so much, Allie and Nate, for being with us and hammering through this topic. Thanks for having us. Yep. Glad to be here.
1: All right. So great episode here on uh, extracurricular overkill. Kendra, if our listeners want to continue to talk to us, how can they reach us?
0: We would love to hear from you. So email us at info at homeschoolingirl.com or get together with the homeschooling and real life community over on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl or tweet to us at Twitter at homeschoolirl.
1: Right. They're called hurlers, the homeschooling community. I know that. They're called hurlers. It seems like you (laughs) kind of stumbled. I just want to let people know you're joining a movement. You are. It's called hurlers. Hey, speaking of, we've had uh, listeners who've written in and done that. You can also leave a review for us over on iTunes. And I'd like to read a couple. These were some fun emails. So, okay, the first one is from Jen. Kind of a long email. Again, it's like people just love to write us like novels. But this one says, I'm catching up on past episodes and Wow. W-O-W. Wow! All caps. Awesome. Episode 93 really hit a chord with me. The official stand of our church is that the parent is accountable to God for educating the children he has given them, and it's up to the parent to find the best way to carry out the edict. Unofficially, however, there are two basic schools of thought among the church family on the best option. One, the local Christian school, which was co-founded by the church and employs several members and leaders. Or two, homeschooling. We homeschooled for two years and experienced the disapproval of some and the support of others. So this was about um, walking away from homeschooling, that it's okay to do that. Now, this uh, reader went on to tell me that she was le- is now diagnosed as legally blind, mm-hmm. and uh, she's just unable to homeschool anymore because she can't read the yeah. curriculum, and she just yeah. can't do this. Um, and But she was saying that she just couldn't please anyone. That's yeah. what she was finding. But she went on to say, episode 93 clicked with me. I found myself agreeing and getting so frustrated with the holier-than-thou people. Um, But she finished up this letter saying, I realize my identity is not in homeschooling. It's in Jesus. And don't get me wrong. I don't feel like I've completely figured this out, but I'm on a path to something good. And I love getting these letters Mm -hmm. because we, we talked today about extracurricular overkill. I hope you get that. I hope that content meant something. But ultimately don't we want people to find their identity in christ absolutely so you know jen thanks for sending this in thanks for being a hurdler and uh for emailing us with that information the second email comes in from amber and uh this one i wanted to read because of this night of tonight's topic it says i just finished listening to your podcast on me time and i was hit smack on the head i am quote that mom Mm -hmm who runs herself ragged between a 12-year-old walking hormone of a daughter, a gifted 4-year-old, an active 2-year-old, and wait for it, 5-month-old twins. (laughs) I find myself both physically and emotionally exhausted on a near daily basis. She went on to say at the very end, please know that you are making a difference. You're always pointing to Christ. You're always pointing to the freedom that only he can give. Keep it up. I can't imagine how weary y'all are. So she must be from the South because she said y'all. I can't imagine how weary y'all are. See, Excuse I was me. nodding because, yes, yeah. I am weary. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm laughing because you have five-month-old twins, lady. Oh, so, I know. Um, we, uh, so I can't imagine how weary y'all are at times. With all that there is going on in your lives, plus blogging and podcasting, I truly appreciate the gift God has given you and your desire to do his will by sharing the lessons you have already learned through your past. You know what? Again, thank you, Amber. That is, again, what we like to hear. We like to hear that people are... You know, hearing a difference, finding freedom, being told it's okay to be weary and find your me time.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Amber, actually, this is why we keep doing homeschooling in real life from week to week, because we hear from listeners like you who are finding your identity in Jesus and some peace amidst your weariness.
1: So um, we want to thank you for writing in both of those writers. And if you would like to write in, again, Kendra gave some ways. If you want to leave a review for us, head on over to iTunes, search for us, homeschooling IRL. And uh, leave us a review and leave us a couple five stars. That'd be awesome. And if you haven't subscribed, please, we will come right to your podcatcher like magic. Speaking of that, we are now on Stitcher. Huge announcement. I think we have three listeners <laughs> that have asked for Stitcher. <laughs> but we are on Stitcher. So if you've been listening to us in any other way and you'd like to find us on your Android device, uh, you can head on over to Stitcher. We're on there as of last week. And don't forget, we'd love for you to become a patron. Head on over to patreon.com slash irl and uh, support us that way as well. Next week, what's coming up?
0: Next week, we're starting the first in a series of three episodes we're calling Financial Fear. We'll be talking about the homeschool budget, and then we'll hit paying for college, and also money and hope-shifting flesh. Oof,
1: I don't want to talk about these. Yes. These and don't so sound this like is, they're going to be fun.
0: This is in response to a letter from a listener, and we're hoping this one blesses people greatly.
1: All right, in the meantime, have a great Easter week with your family. This comes out after Easter. Continue eating all the chocolate that you just (laughs) got on Easter, and uh, we will talk to you next week.
2: This is Allie Miller. You have been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Everything on this show was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. You can find out more about this show at homeschoolingirl.com or by searching for them on iTunes.